Welcome. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. And I'm your host, Old John Tui. And this is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, no, we're back. And we're back with another kind of weird movie. Uh, we wanted something new something different and Neil Blomkamp gave it to us whether if it was good or not that's a different question altogether but that is the movie Demonic a movie that he made during the COVID lockdown in British Columbia I think in Canada not too sure but so no what do you think of this uh, technological uh, turn on a possession movie Cool. I've seen, uh, yeah, it's not the first time I've ever seen like a technical turn on a possession. You know? Or, you know, there was that, can't think of the name of it, where the soldiers are forced to relive this night World War One story. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. I, I thought with the one, mm-hmm. but I, I thought it was visually spectacular. I think the first time I seen her uploaded to actually interact with her, I thought, and, and uh, my partner, Sheila, said, oh, you know what? This feels new. Because yeah. this feels like just something that made that piqued my interest as somebody who's as two people who are so like you know knee deep in horror all the time it was like wow i haven't seen this a thousand times it's unsettling in a way that i'm not used to um i'd say i really enjoyed it i Mm. i I really did i I thought it was um i thought it was engaging i thought the acting could have been better in places for sure uh but uh yeah no i have to say i enjoyed the property because uh, honestly you, you 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 could do an excellent job of something i've seen a thousand times and i might judge you harshly even though you did a standalone stellar job i've just seen this film and yeah. if you this felt like something new and for that it gets you know i, I would judge it yeah. a lot less harshly i guess yeah, what were you? I, um yeah i think it was the case of like do you remember when we did our Future of Horror episode that released uh, today as we were recording this, because we're always working. We're always working. Always working. Always working is what we do. But um, we hustle. Uh, uh, but, uh, the Future Horror episode, uh, we were talking about there's not enough new. And that's kind of, we we ended up starting talking about Demonic. We ended up starting talking about Malignant. And the new two, next two things we're covering. But like Demonic, you can say a lot of things about it. As you said, it might not be the best movie ever. might not be uh, anything breaking new ground in terms of it being a possession movie. But the way they broke the new ground, the tools they used, completely different, completely new. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what you can say about Neil Blomkamp constantly does new things. And yes. um, like you can levy lots of criticism at this and Malignant that we'll be covering next time is the, but being unoriginal, that's not one of them. You can say what no. you want about either movie, but being true to a new story is definitely something that has to be given to Bolton because they tried something. Whether or not they succeeded, that's a completely different question. But I didn't, I've never seen Demonic before. I've never seen this type of movie before. And I'm a big film exactly. fan. So I was always going to watch it. But it's really cool the way they use the technology to interpret. Um, the mindset of a possessed human being and what that would look like and how the person would look like in um, a computer simulation, which I, I kind of like the style they did as well. It reminded me a bit of a Scanner Darkly. Did you know that movie with Keanu Reeves in it? Yeah, yeah, I remember it, yeah. But um, that kind of animated, kind of pastel, almost look dropped over live action or something, you know, not really fully CGI, like a, a, a post-effect kind of filter or something. Yeah. You know? It was. I, I loved the look of it. It was, and it just had, it just it gave this new sort of again i use the word discomfort and that's why i kind of like in horror films i said it on previous prod- podcasts is that it's a safe way to feel uncomfortable like a yeah. roller coaster is a safe way to feel scared safe you know safe issue yeah or, uh, someone gave me said like do you want to watch friday yeah. 13 or do you want to go to the friday 13 roller coaster i'm like 
they sit down for a marathon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, I do. I suppose I have to concede at that point. For false sure. equivocation, yeah. though. False equivocation. Sorry. Okay, this is this has been invasion of the potty statues. Uh, <laughs> this has been false equivocation of the potty statues. <laughs> just, this will just be uploaded to Spotify with uh, uh, with links directly to my apology. Uh, <laughs> It'd be like a link to like an article done by you. Like, yeah, yeah, I regret yeah. all the decisions I made. The wordage I used, the verbiage that I <laughs> But I do. I when I was watching, it, I just remember thinking I'm so visually intrigued by it. Mm. And also, uh, one thing, an observation I made that I don't know if it holds up true for everyone. I think we've come along so far in the last, like, let's just say, as a man as opposed to middle age, I've seen so much in the last twenty years that previous generations never didn't see in a hundred, two hundred, a thousand. And she was just like, "Okay, your mother is in a coma." Uh, well, it's more like she's trapped in her own body and she can't, you know, but, but we have this machine and it'll be kind of like being in her mind and blah, blah, blah. And you was like, okay. I'm like, really? Okay. Because that's kind of where we are now. We're just yeah. like seeing shit and accepting it. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like, yeah, no, we just like, I know a digital world of our own mind's creation that we can drop you in and you'll be able to speak to her using your mind. So essentially telepathy. And I was, she was like, all right, cool. I'll just uh, pause for this camera thing, put my hands out like a T and... T- Okay, we're good. That's it. That's yeah. the only prep you need to deep dive into a coma's patient's head. Yeah. Um, but but I, I was watching it and I have to say, I just felt pulled in by it. I I I have so much time for a film I haven't seen because we are such big fans of the most formulaic genre yeah. that exists. And this again, like you just said it with Neil Blomkamp, he's not trying to make anyone else's movie. Yeah. And it, this is something you've said, you've said this to uh uh, Rob Zombie's credit and, to yeah. his, uh, and absolutely shit on him. He's yeah. not trying to make it like it's a Rob Zombie movie on the library. They're just, I'm they're fair. just shit. Yeah, I, You're fair. Shit, absolutely. Yeah, I might shit on Rob Zombie, but Rob Zombie makes Rob Zombie's movies every single time. Whether that, absolutely not, every single time. He doesn't make a Vinnie Green. He doesn't make a movie for me or people that like the movies nope. that I like, you know? He no. makes it people and if like you go them. to it and you love it, and like, you know, I like House of a Thousand Corpses, that's it. Yeah, I, I like these first two movies, House of a Thousand Corps and Devil's Rejects. And everything after that is dog shit. But the acting yeah. is terrible in all his movies. Yes. All his movies. Well, like anything or not, I, I like the way he shot Devil's Rejects. And um, the, I think the reason House of a Thousand Corps may have been better because the cast was a little bit better. He had some decent cast members there. Captain but, Spaulding was cool. Yeah, and I just I just think that uh, the acting's always... like that, That's the big thing about Robert Zombie. He has... Decent concepts, but because he employs poor actors, he never really um, lands the concepts in the way it intends to, or the way, like, or it just doesn't land in a way that kind of is appealing to a mass audience. It's always appealing to a smaller audience because of how crude and crass is. Kind of like sometimes it's uh, what a lot of people call it the lower, the co- uh, lowest common denominator in terms of horror. And it's a poor, it kind of shines a poor light on the genre. A lot of these kind of movies, but who am I to say that dude's a millionaire? But, um, yeah, absolutely. But that's it. You, you, like you are, I, I think the the guy who played Martin was quite dead eyed, and you know, I, I there was a few things that took me out of it a little bit. But I remember just sitting there going, "Wow!" Like a lot of people have original scripts and somehow still manage to turn it into formulaic garbage. But this guy just said, "Right, okay, you haven't seen this film before." And don't get me wrong; you might how you'll feel about it that that's a pendulum; it'll swing yeah. from left to right. But you haven't seen this film, yeah. So if I was to if I if somebody asked me should I watch it I'd say I really enjoyed it really enjoyed it um, it was spooky and it was unusual and it, and it made sense in its own little kind of quirky way um, you have to you know relay your expectations but um, 
but you haven't seen this film with something that I would actually fight for it. I yeah. would I would fight for it on that kind of on that front. Yeah. And uh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have even checked it out had you not recommended it. And uh I was and I watched it off the back fan. of yeah, I watched it off the back of Scream. We I watched them both in, in, in one night and I seen something that was very formulaic and, and comfortable. Yeah. And familiar. There you go. Uh, yeah. And then I seen something that really wasn't, and we both and I actually think that again lended itself to me enjoying demonic so much. Yeah, like literally, um it's kinda of like you just went into my fucking head and plucked out my thought. Like that is exactly what the thing is. Well, there's a machine was. that can do that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Elon Musk. Um but, uh, but like um, yeah, Scream. I think when we did our last recording, like I, I couldn't even pick my energy up when we were talking about Scream because I've fucking seen it done before and I've seen it done better. Like, you know, give me something new. And that's like, yeah. what, that's when I, when I was watching Demonic, and I'm not going to lie, I gave it about 70% of my uh, attention sometimes, like, you know, where you're picking up the phone and your posts and shit and whatever. But like, I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, Demonic. It's not a great film, but again, it's the acting. Because like, and I'm sure there was like, I'm not sure. Maybe there's some sort of restrictions. I know it was shot during lockdown. I know that for a fact. Neil Blomkamp said he wanted to make this movie for a while. He thought it was the perfect opportunity. Small cast, small budget, and kind of an insular type story. But um, I just think, I just think that like um, the acting needed to be stronger in this film to carry over such an interesting premise. Like he, because he was asking really big questions. But he was kind of putting those big questions on the backs of people that couldn't really carry the burden of trying to answer them. You know, that yes. kind of way. It's like, do you know when you watch... That's like probably ex- fair. Do you know when you watch Ex Machina? These massive questions that are asked in that. But you put it on an Oscar Isaacs. You put it on Alicia Vikander. You put it on a Donald Gleeson. Three fucking high-class actors. And there's no offense to the cast of Demonic. It's just that you got a lot of big kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like uh, profound questions to be asked there. What's it like to go inside someone's mind that is being possessed by a demon? And like, how would they change? What would they perceive? How do they perceive reality? How would like, how would they interact with the world around them? Like, you know what I mean? In terms of their mind. And like, all those questions are huge. But I just think that like the cast, I, I don't know, the cast itself just didn't really kind of hit with me in the same, in the terms of, in the same way the premise did. The premise really hit with me. But the cast really didn't. Like I just thought there wasn't enough. I know maybe there wasn't enough. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of like maybe intensity or something. Some of these scenes were like where you go inside your mother's head and shit like that. You, you could really play with that. And the visuals were cool, but I think they could have amped up the visuals a bit more, made them a bit more trippy, hallucinogenic. Would that have been a budget thing, or you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because like, no, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not. No, no, no. The gun here. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's a hundred percent fair question. It could be a budget thing, but like, if anyone can do that with a small budget, it's Blomkamp. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, District Nine District stands Nine. an absolute testament to that. Yeah, exactly. uh, awesome movie. If you haven't checked it out, I couldn't recommend that movie enough. But it's not what we're here to talk about. Did you um, feel the I'll... same? Like the the premise was better than the cast. Oh, oh, God, Vinny, that's. I, I I I kind of feel embarrassed by the question. It's so obvious. <laughs> yeah, because, kind of, because the it. the Martin guy was like, you know, that he was kind of okay. He was like, oh, they've been asking about you, but I didn't tell them anything, and that was fine. He was like the friend that she met up with, you know, yeah. after not being around for a long time. But then he was like a main character. I was like, yeah. oh, well, that's a different kettle of fish, because yeah, I, I don't I don't need um, Meryl Streep to say need some coffee, hon. 
Yeah. And, and that, you know, I don't need, I don't need her to be hurt. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't take me into it or out of it. There's no exceptional way to ask me if I need more coffee hunt. But I was like, ah, you're a main character. And Sheila just went, because she's not mean. She <laughs> said, uh, he wouldn't be the best actor. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing. Sometimes it just and that's all it takes to take you out of it. He says there's yeah. somebody who's like especially such a pivotal role. But that's the thing as well. And we, we meet people who are a little bit um quite a little bit awkward in the body, a little bit. I, I can be that person at, on occasion, but it, it, but not so you can, you know, lend your head to that and say, Oh, it's like that. But no, no, it, it wasn't. It's, it's wood. It's, 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 it's read. It's saying words that you've rehearsed. Yeah. As opposed to saying words that you're coming up with. Yeah. You have to and deliver that, a line of dialogue. That's not deliver. something that any, yeah. And that's mm. not something that anyone does. Not in, yeah. not in a conversation. There is something about the red word, like yeah. a prepared word that you came here to say versus words that you're coming up with yeah. as you're speaking. And uh, I felt like this dude was, was you know, stood in front of a mirror and went, oh, no, I, stop. <laughs> if you're going in, I am going in with you. Like, Mark, that was Mark. <laughs> he's like, and he's just like, walks away. And he's like, nailed it. And he's just like, nailed, yeah. Uh, just <laughs> shoots into the fucking mirror with his finger gun. It's just like, Martin doesn't do two takes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> and he just walks off. So like, uh, we've got 11 yeah. more scenes to shoot today. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just, a wrap. <laughs> you remember Calculon in Futurama? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're all probably wondering why I tricked you into hand gliding here. <laughs> I love it. I love the unnecessary drama. Or that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that, but it didn't, it, it speaks to its source material because yeah. it didn't take me over enough for me to not enjoy this film immensely. Again, let's just jump into the demon. Yeah. The demon that it was, it existing in the digital space and it being a whole religious crew that were actually of ter- terrible. Yeah. By the way, do you remember the Jewish episode of South Park? Uh, and uh, there was an episode, there was one line cancelled. in it where it was uh, the Passion of the Jew. Yeah, it's going to get us cancelled. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there was a line in it where, like, stereotyping Jews is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So and the second I seen terrible, I just, uh, I just, I'm sorry, it just popped into my head. It was stereotyping Jews is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, what what did you what did you think of the angle of the the high tech exorcist for lack of a better term? High tech exorcist, I think, is the word. You're high tech exorcist! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now I just want to now I just want to write a, I just want to write a book about that now. <laughs> so I I feel like everything we say from here on is redundant. <laughs> just, that's it. You know when you just like that's the moment we peaked and yeah. then. Now we have to just build time, and now, it's embarrassing. Now I want to write a story about a co- cowboy exorcist from Texas and call it the Texas. <laughs> so you just open up a, whole a cowboy hacker exorcist. Oh my god, it's too much! It's too much! It's too uh, much good! Tra- it's too much! Patent pending! Patent pending! Held recording! This better not make it over Reddit, baby. This better not make it over Reddit. Where's the cut points? Where's the cut points? <laughs> Timestamp. What was the time? What was the time? <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I've laughed so much, I forgot my train of So, what do you think of the high tech <laughs> The high tech. Well, actually, yeah, no, I, I buy the whole thing. 
people say like people can have problems with aspects like this you take something that's formulaically inside of this world or this or, or this coven and then you put it into here and i was like well no you were you're talking about something that and i'm not a religious person but you're talking about something that exists outside of nature or the laws of physics or science what the Catholic as we know church it. does yeah i know <laughs> yeah so <laughs> why not like why not why not yeah. if it's something if you're inside her head then why is it not in there too? You're right. Like, why do they rave children, Noel? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Seriously, guys, you're not going to believe this, but this is a whole thing that the Catholic Church has been accused of. You've <laughs> no heard way. it here first <laughs> on Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. <laughs> Groundbreaking news going into your, into your podcasting needs. But, um, yeah, so what do you make What do you make of this uh, angle of? Because we've seen it, like, oh. Dozens of times, the possessions, the exorcisms, the exorcists. But what do you make of this new angle? What do you make of these hate exorcists? I, I bought it. I liked it. I, I, yeah. I, I with the mother. I, see, I love where she goes in and uh, it's like her childhood home. And I love the fact that it wasn't perfect. She was yeah. like, sort of. And because they said to her, yeah, that's how she remembers it. And I love that because I hate when like Freddy Krueger's and stuff like that, they go into the memory and it's absolute perfection. That's not yeah. her memory. We don't remember what color. I, anyone who moved out of a childhood home under the age of 10, I'd ask you, what color were the curtains? You don't know. Mm. Or if you do know. What room though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so that's so that, that imperfection and she's moving through it. And I was kind of just buying it. And, and then she was like, I just wanted to tell you that I've always hated you because her mother had gone yeah. crazy and had burnt and killed people. And she goes, I know. And now you need to leave. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the mother, that was the instantly like, there's so like instantly that told that that's what I love with a good film. This is a good film because that told me so much. Yeah. As in like, fine, but she was trying to protect you for whatever else she's done. Get the fuck out of here right now. Yeah. And uh, I love that. And um, what's well, the mother thought, younger too in her memory because that was the yeah, age she was that's where getting trapped. That's the age she was when she got trapped. She was at least at least 20 years younger. Yeah. But I, I thought that I, I, that's when I got dragged in. And I remember just thinking, I was saying, I said it to Sheila sometimes. And I said, I don't know about you, but I just, I am finding this so cool. And she was like, I'm loving it. I think yeah. it was just suddenly so immersive. And uh, it was suddenly such a kind of new ground. Again, not when she's, I say uh, new. She's, it's, she's like, I love it. She snorts another Viking and off the back of your neck. And she's just like, <laughs> <"Yeah>! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The joke being me sharing my Viking. And- <laughs> <laughs> is that six more you're drinking about? Imagine that the bike and just like woo, <laughs> and you're just like your 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 uh your voice just like slowly slurs throughout the entire episode. And just like <laughs> the man, and it was a good right. movie and Texas is, and just yeah, like, that's why I don't think it's a real screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just didn't feel like a screen to me, man. What? It just didn't feel like a screen movie. That was the last podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just like I, I hate you so much but you're actually correct <laughs> technically it's not a screen movie <laughs> yeah but well, um, I, 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 right? I don't I, I, I do think that it, so, like the low, they had a slightly lower budget hmm. like when, when they show up to the spinal cabin and for the whole showdown everyone was dead and that worked Yeah, but obviously it was also a little bit of uh making your budget work because you couldn't have the demon absolutely running through a group of highly trained uh, religious soldiers. Uh, you just had to have them lying in absolute, you know, disrepair, absolutely butchered all over the place. Mm. That you can do for a few thousand dollars. Yeah. But 
and I do, but you have to appreciate because sometimes you have to look at it like, what if you were trying to make this movie? And what if you're trying to make this movie for this budget with these actors? Mm. Like Neil Blomkamp made Lemonade out of Lemons. He 100% did. It was oh, actually a really enjoyable film. Yeah, original. It was a really original film. That, like, well, I, like, I don't think it was a great movie because of the acting as well. Like, the, I think the acting just at times let it down a wooden, bit. But, very wooden at times. Yeah, but the premise. I thought um, the Cansey McClure's, um, her friend, who kind of played a, a kind of not a, not you a small just, role, but not you a just I, IMDb'd her there, didn't you? Right there, there, there. there. Yeah. I, could tell, I could tell you were reading that. <laughs> yeah, I was, but I'm trying to think. I can't see her name in the demonic house, just as Kenzie McClure. But her friend, um, I thought she was actually a really comfortable in her own skin actress. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, why not? Why didn't you use her more? Yeah, I, I, I genuinely bought her, like really genuinely bought her. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I, there, there, there's only fine margins I could really judge it on because, again, I thought for what he was given, yeah, I thought he made something really, really unique and really something that could have been built on or something that might even someday be remade with with um a bigger budget because the concept is original and when there's yeah. an original concept, it needs to be absolutely beaten into yeah. into us, you know. And again, I look at the, the like 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. This film got absolutely hammered. And it's not that the critique is unfair. It's not at all. And even 15% doesn't feel unfair. I just feel if people looked at it for what it is as vo- opposed to what they wanted it to yeah. be, I think they would view it more favorably in my own personal 15% is a bit heavy handed, isn't it? 15% is pretty heavy handed. 36 say- and Metacritic. Do you say it's 15 one, or 15? I'm saying one five, one five. Yeah, that's very heavy handed. It's not a fucking 15% movie. That's like a half a star. You know? That's about half correct, yeah. Yeah, like Metacritic no, 36 and IMDB 4.2. 4.2. Yeah. A little bit more. I close. think that's 15 it. Yeah. Is, 15 yeah, is horrible. 4.2, yeah. 36, that's close. Bro. It's about 40, 50% movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Rotten Tomatoes gets up his own hold sometimes when it's fucking ratings, like, and it tears down movies. That is completely. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, 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 look at the movie itself in terms of its premise, in terms of the questions it was asking, in terms of its visual style. Take all that away. They're all very decent. Like, you know what I mean? You, you, you could say the cast lets it down in terms of its execution. But like it's you have to look at the good of the movie and it looked really good for what its budget was. The the scene where they happen upon the massacre that you touched upon with the demon. I kind of like that you're coming upon something afterwards, you know, um, and then you can build up the imagination, what it's like in your own head. And sometimes you can create scarier things because, you know, to press on your own buttons. And um I, I like that and um I like the design of the the demon, the manifestation of it. It kind of looked the like Raven, a, the Raven Skull Hedge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they reminded me of the, the old school plague doctors. Do you know about same the, as because yeah. that's what they had for flowers. Yeah, yeah. Used turns to put, out it was just for flowers. Yeah, they used to put petals in the beak to try to drown out the smell of the rotten bodies and the decay of the bubonic yeah. plague, I think. And it's funny, isn't it? Because it's such an innocent thing behind such a scary outward premise. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I loved all that. I loved all that. I really, really did. Yeah. I just, I thought, I, again, I, I I think if you could view, if you put something on a microscope, and I don't think people should have to do that. Yeah. I don't think if just somebody just sits down and throws on a film that they should go, ah, well, we should consider now the budget. And now we should yeah. consider what year it was made. And now we should consider, no, you, if the film was like, wow, that, that was kind of cheap and shitty, I 
and you didn't like it, that's absolutely yeah. fine. Did you enjoy it or not? I was watching, yeah, exactly. But when I was watching yeah. it in the, not to having a podcast gives me this like petri dish approach, but at the same time, you take, I've, I've taken one or two aspects into consideration. Yeah. If I'm going you, to speak about it on the record, you need to figure out stuff you're going to talk about when you're watching. Yeah, exactly. And mm. I, I just thought, wow, this, this, this dude made something really original when he didn't have all the perfect pieces to work with. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. Jesus, I like this movie. 15%, like you said, that's brutal. That's yeah, that, brutal. that is completely, like, that. that's ridiculously heavy-handed. Like, in a movie that tries hard, even though, like, it doesn't fucking succeed at times, but it, it tries, and it tries new ideas in new ways. Or, sorry, maybe old ideas in new ways might be a better way of phrasing it, because everyone has seen The Possession Horror before The Exorcist, but we've never seen a high-tech exorcist before, you know, Pat and Pendant. Uh, uh, Don't touch that, people. We will come for you. Yeah, we will, and come on you as well, because you know I'm ferocious. Uh, <laughs> but whatever, like whatever, whatever, whatever. It's who I am. I'm an excreter, and I think that's what criminal minds calls me. <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever. There may be several profilers breaking down my genetic sequencing right now, somewhere in an FBI. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, in a laboratory somewhere to make I, sure you never happen again. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. But whatever, whatever. The cloning process may be good in China. Whatever. I know some people. They're shady and they're into cloning. That's all I'm going to say. I may have said too much, and none of this is going to make it there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I I think demonic was good uh, in parts, and it was original. And something we talked about lately um, was that we don't have enough new, and he definitely can't levy that criticism at it. He can't say it wasn't new. And I love when people take old tropes and try and reimagine them. Um, I know that's such a dirty word after uh, I said one of the episodes, Tim Burton butchered the Planet of the Apes. But uh, sometimes reimagining is good of a trope, as long as you don't try going to a franchise and reimagine it, because sometimes that just looks so fucking stupid. But if you get a trope, a classic trope, like, um, like a possession movie, and you go, okay, instead of going at it from a spiritual aspect or supernatural kind of point of view, we're going to take uh, uh, an advanced technological look at this and we're going to see how that would uh, manifest as well way into the world. What way would you do it? So you look at uh, Neuralink and if you get into the person's brain and they're possessed by a demon, what way is their consciousness and what way would that be conveyed on screen? And I think that's all interesting stuff. Like, So if people think it's a 15% movie, I just think they've got... Um, yeah, do you think it asked fairly big questions, but it just didn't quite have everything he needed to land it? But yeah, he yeah. did do his... Because we both agree he did his damnedest. Mm. Yeah, of course. It's, it's so hard to answer those kind of questions, though, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, so, even uh, with the budget. Yeah, I just think sometimes uh, you're better off not asking questions that you don't have the answer to. Um, and I think... Have ambition. Of, Make a film and have ambition. And that's yeah. Liam Blomkamp. Yeah, but don't start asking questions that you can't answer. Like, th- there's no point. Like, it's great saying theory this and theory that, but theory is only good unless you have to put it into practical application. And when it comes to a movie, you start asking questions of your characters, your narrative, and your story. You better fucking have the answers. And if you don't have the answers, your movie suffers. And I think that's the clearest case with Demonic. He asked a lot of big questions that he didn't have the answers for. And when the time came to answer them, he didn't know exactly how to answer them. And it just kind of left the movie floundering a little bit at the end. And in the dramatic sequence when the main uh, protagonist kills herself, spoiler alert, is that it doesn't really hit home. And the major strengths of the movie is that it's a new take on an old trope. It looks visually stunning. 
and uh, the demonic uh, design was cool and new, even though it was kind of a classic playing doctor style kind of thing. But like all those things were cool. It just didn't have the the tools maybe, or it just didn't have the right cast uh, to really hit the profound moments or to really answer those profound questions. But apart from that, I thought it was a pretty decent move that looked really, really cool. So that's why I yeah, think no, one hundred percent agree with that. Hundred percent agree with that. I like. I mean, if it's, if it's should I check it out? I would probably say like, I would def. I would say to somebody one hundred percent check this movie out, and I would have a caveat. Yeah, that the movie exists on a kind of kind of a budget that it was ambitious. Yeah, it's kind of like and I think uh, if somebody went in forewarned and forearmed with that information, that they'd enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, I think it's kind of like an like indie eye candy. It's like eye candy on a budget. It looks visually well. Yeah, no, you're is, absolutely right, Jeff. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. It's kind of a little bit limited by its technology, but it still looks very cool at times. And the visuals... 100%. Yeah, the visuals are probably the best thing about the movie. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Enjoyable movie. Yeah, do you, do you normally like possession movies? So do you... Do you like? I do. Well, actually, you know, like usually, yeah, it's like, I love a supernatural movie. Yeah. So everything's it's a it's a you know it's a results game it's a it's um the proof is in the pudding so it's a, they they brought they run the gambit from being the worst shit you've ever seen yeah but um so to the to best shit it. you've ever seen but uh yes I do I prefer my horror supernatural I like them to be mind twisty hellraisery like even death is in a full escape kind yeah. of fucking shit yeah no I'm 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 down for all of that so before we get the fuck out of here Noel were you happy. Being a guy that loves the classics and loves all the classic tropes and the the possessions and hauntings, all these kind of things are the backbone of horror for a long time now. Did you like the modernistic take, this high advanced technology? I haven't seen this movie before. I like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you get into horror and you see so many horrors, sometimes it's hard to see an original movie, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you can say what you want about demonic Rotten Tomatoes. But no fucking way is that a 15% movie. I think IMDb is much closer, 4.2 out of 10. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Not for everyone, but some yeah. people enjoyed it. it Absolutely. Definitely yeah. two and a half, three star movie, like in comparison. Like, you know, you can't really. Like, so I just think if you want to butcher this movie for its weaknesses, do. But I have to at the same hand laud it for its originality and the chances it took, even if it didn't succeed in the, like sticking the landing, for lack of a better term. But even if it didn't succeed in sticking the landing in the way it tried, it still tried, and I thought it was cool. It looked cool, and uh, you know, high Texasist. You can't beat that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, peaked. Yeah, yeah we peaked. We peaked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, uh, you want to get the fuck out of here, motherfucker? Let's get the fuck out of here. All right, cool. So that was demonic. This is uh, Invasion of Potty Snatchers. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Sons on Tui. <laughs> so slow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Push.